breakfast. That's right. Early breakfast with myself, Nicholas Bauer, keeping you company until 6 a.m. Well, the lockdown has been a lot of things to a lot of different people. The lockdown will be remembered for a number of reasons. Some people for losing their livelihoods as uh, job losses increase, not only here in South Africa, but around the globe. Some will remember it for heartache and pain as they lost a loved one. Others will remember the cigarette and alcohol ban for its massive inconvenience and, according to some, assault on their liberty. Well, believe it or not, this is anti-tobacco month. And we have World No Tobacco Day this coming Sunday, the 31st of May. And clinical oncologist, uh, advisor of Icon Oncology, Dr. David Eads, good morning to you. Good morning, Niklas. Thank you for having me. So, Dr. Eads, it's, uh, I suppose, uh, a bit obvious that tobacco destroys lives on so many levels. Uh, and the tobacco ban has become a lightning rod for a lot of other issues in South African society. But let's take a step back and remind ourselves. I mean, I was shocked to read yesterday ahead of our interview today that it's as much as over a fifth of all cancers around the globe emanates from tobacco use. So the, the calculations, excuse <clears throat> me, which are, <clears throat> which are sort of, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, some suck, um, uh, you know, they're difficult to, to judge, but we know that a, a large percentage of cancers are either directly or indirectly related to the use of tobacco. Um, and some people have claimed that uh, if one banned tobacco completely, that up to 50% of all cancer deaths would be prevented over time. Um, and, and the reason for that is that the cancers that are caused by smoking and tobacco use are generally fairly aggressive and have a high mortality rate. So um, although tobacco doesn't cause 50% of all cancers, it it probably is linked to close to half of all the deaths that are caused by cancer. So that's a fairly sobering <clears throat> statistic, I think we can all agree. Mm. I mean, in South Africa, we, we know <clears throat> about COVID. Um, three, about 3,000 people die of, of lung cancer in this country every year. So... Mm. It's you know it's 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 a high percentage of people die of that of that disease compared to the number of people dying of COVID. <laughs> so, Dr. David, uh, I think also what's important to remember is that it's you know the most obvious cancer that one would get from tobacco usage would be your lung cancer, but it affects so many other parts of the body. Remind us of the different cancers that you can get besides lung cancer from using tobacco. So, so the, the the cancers that are if you, we're really talking about smoking in general. I mean, most people smoke tobacco. So no, there is there the, is chewing tobacco, and then there's of course that Swedish uh, tradition of snus. People putting uh, tobacco, snuff, yeah. yeah, and snuff so as well. It's, it's all it's, it's all it's all taken in the mouth of the nose area. Um, so it affects those areas. Of it. It, it has a direct cancer effect on. The what we call the aerodigestive tract, and um, so <clears throat> it's mouth, lip, nose, throat, tonsil, 
gullet and lung cancers. Those are the, the cancers that are directly attributable to, uh, to tobacco use. And, um, you know, they uh, lumped together, they, they, they're quite a big and quite an aggressive form of, of cancer. Um, head and neck cancer, which is the mouth, the throat, and the nose, um, is a particularly nasty form of cancer. And it is extremely difficult to treat. It causes a lot of disability. People lose voices. They lose tongues. They lose. Uh, they have facial facial deformities. So it's it's pretty a pretty dire cancer to get. Lung cancer, on the other hand, um, is a stealth cancer. It's deep inside the body. Smokers cough. They don't take the cough seriously, and by the time it gets diagnosed, it's pretty advanced. And we know that the five-year survival of lung cancer is less than a quarter. So um, if we think of, you know, all the people who get lung cancer, around 3,000, less than 750 people of those will survive five years. So it's a high death rate. When you, say, when, when you say 3,000, is that 3,000 confirmed cases of lung cancer a year? Or, or, or what, what does that so mean? We're working off the South African um, Cancer Registry, which is um, sadly the latest figures we have are from 2014, so I'm working on those figures. They're not terribly accurate, but they give us, a, give us a, an idea of the, of the, the numbers um, that are registered. A lot of people with lung cancer who don't have access medical care in this country obviously are not diagnosed or are misdiagnosed as TB if they live in a rural area possibly. Um, so we don't know the exact true number, um, but it's, uh, it's significant. I mean, the, the feeling is that about in 2016, 8 million uh, people worldwide had um, lung cancer related to tobacco. Um, so it's 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 a big it's a big problem if we think that uh, I think we're we're approaching five hundred million five hundred thousand people dying of COVID. Um, if one looks at uh, eight million people, and of those, seventy five percent will be dead within five years, and most of them within the first two years of a cancer that is probably almost completely preventable. Um, you know, I think that needs to be put into perspective. Um, this is a preventable cancer in about 90% of cases if people don't smoke. So it's, uh, it's not like COVID where it's a bit of a, you know, one can try and prevent it, but it, it really is, uh, is you know, we are, we are limited in what we can do if we want to live a reasonable normal life. But with, with smoking, um, and we're talking here purely cancer because smoking causes numerous other health, health effects. Um, so smoking is, is, is you know, is, is seriously, uh, uh, you know, not good for the health. And one would have to say um, possibly a good time for all South Africans to reflect, seeing as we're going through a rather uh, lean period for those smokers who are trying to access tobacco. Possibly a time for them to think about, is it time for me to kick this habit and concentrate on, on other health issues um, that are facing us? Well, we're going to talk in a moment or so about how this has become a sort of 
litmus test for liberty in many people's eyes. Uh, if you are one of South Africa's 11 million cigarette smokers or tobacco users, why don't you give us a call, 011-883-0702, and, and state your case for why you want to continue smoking. I'm in conversation with Dr. David Eads, Clinical Oncology Advisor at Icon Oncology. And, uh, I mean, it, it should be fairly simple. Yeah, if you look at the the numbers, uh, uh, healthcare costs of eleven point four billion rands a year, uh, an estimation of about three point two four percent of to- total healthcare expenditure being, uh, you know, going up in smoke due to uh, people that use tobacco and and smoke cigarettes. It should be a, a very very easy equation. You look at any of that, and you know, it it should be a no brainer. But the fact of the matter is, uh, as we've seen in the past couple of weeks, Dr. Uh, Eads, the people that smoke, they're going to get their fix whatever way they can. It's like any other drug, I suppose. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, any, any, any of us who've got addictions, um, you know, I quite like carbohydrates. So it is, it is a problem. I mean, there are numerous addictions, and, and nicotine is an addictive, an addictive drug, um, and it's very hard to kick the habit, as we know. I mean, all of us have got smokers in our family who have been through the mill trying to give it up, and some have been successful, and quite a few people are successful in that. There are ways of addressing this problem. Um, so, you know, but it is, it is a, it's a toughie. I mean, people enjoy smoking. It's social. Um, it's, it's not illegal, like a lot of other drugs that are addictive. Um, and uh, even though it's not cheap anymore, it's relatively it's a relatively cheap habit compared to some of the other habits that people have. So, you know, I, f- I fully understand that people are struggling with this and, and feel aggrieved. And I I agree. I think it, you know we are adults and we need to we need to be able to make choices. Um, I would strongly advise people to choose to to try and stop smoking. I think this is a, a worthwhile. Um, effort on the part of the World Health Organization to to highlight the issues around tobacco use. Um, you know, the, the, we we talk about cancer, but tobacco use really causes a lot of other health issues. And we're talking about heart problems, um, other lung problems such as uh, chronic obstructive airways disease or smokers' cough. Uh, we all know those people who end up on oxygen. Um, at, you know, when they get a little bit older, um, it, it, it is a fairly devastating drug to a lot of people. It causes a lot of, uh, of long-term damage, um, apart from it being, uh, you know, costly to, to the consumer and costly to society. So there are a number of reasons to really look carefully at ways and means of, of kicking this habit. And as I said, it's not easy. Um, but there are recognized ways of doing it and generally I would um, suggest that people check that out, talk to friends who've managed and look at ways that they think might work for them. Well, Dr. Eads, we've got one SMS in here from Tears. She says, I'm a 70-year-old woman. I've been smoking for 50 years. I'm healthy. I've never been sick. It's my choice to smoke and if I want to die, I'll die happy with my cigarettes. I mean, that's a that's a, a hectic... Um, uh, standpoint to to take, and you know, this is the psychology that we we're going up against, and it leads me to my next question: 
the withdrawal aspect of it, right? This is why we're seeing people paying up to 200 rand for a pack of cigarettes or 80 rand for a pack of, uh, of cigarettes that usually costs 10 or 15 rand. And I'm wow. just wondering whether or not the withdrawal that's associated with going cold turkey is, is not going to force people uh, you know, to make poor decisions that will, that will impact their health even more. Sure, I think anybody who's got an addiction um, makes poor choices when they when they're desperate. So, you know, I fully agree with that, and and I agree with your with your listeners' uh, sentiments. I think for a lot of people, smoking is a is a pleasure, and they've had no ill effects. And to be honest, with my experience, I mean, people who get get lung cancer who are smokers tend to be fairly phlegmatic. Um, they seem to, you know, accept the fact that uh, it's something they've, you know, they've brought on themselves, and they they, they tend to, to accept it with great grace. But it's not a pleasant way to die, let's be honest. And um, but um, yeah, it's uh, the the withdrawal of cigarette smoking, like any any drug withdrawal, um, is physical and psychological. Um, it's a combination of the two, and most of the programs that people go on to uh, to 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 stop smoking really follow very very similar paths. They they um, they're usually collaborative, so supportive. They need uh, social support or group support. Um, they have diversionary tactics because there's certain triggers that trigger people to smoke. You know, having a drink, getting together with friends, sitting down on the telephone to chat to somebody. Um, after uh, sex, you know, the various things that getting in the car for a drive. So they look at ways of getting people to understand that often the cigarette they smoke is not even recognized. People don't even know they're smoking it. So the thing that I used to say to my patients was, really, if you're going to smoke, the first thing to do is to recognize every single cigarette you take out of that pack and pop in your mouth. Don't just do it automatically. Sit there and smoke and enjoy that cigarette without having some other distracting uh, activity happening, like chatting on the phone or driving or, um, you know, doing something else, looking at uh, a movie or whatever it is. Just sit there and have the cigarette and enjoy the, the feeling of it. And I think just by being aware and being um, conscious of what you're doing, um, you know, I think will help you cut back. And I think from the first step is to is to reduce because we know that, that reduction, uh, the less you smoke, the less exposure you have to the, the damaging uh, agents that are in cigarette smoke, the carcinogens and the other, other agents that damage the heat and the radioactive particles in cigarettes, etc., that really do cause the damage and cause the cancers. So the less you, you're inhaling that stuff, the, the less damage you're doing to your body. So if you can just reduce first prize, Obviously, uh, well, that's one way. The second first prize is obviously stop completely. But I think if you can reduce, it makes it easier ultimately to stop. So and I think for a lot of people, I mean, in my circle, nobody smokes. I mean, it, I used to, all my friends used to smoke, and now I don't know any smokers almost. It's sort of, um, in certain segments of society, it's not considered cool to smoke anymore. Dr. David Eads, clinical oncology advisor at Icon Oncology. We're talking about 
No Tobacco Day or World No Tobacco Day on the 31st of May as part of Anti-Tobacco Month. I'm always loath to give away family secrets, but I, I need to tell this story by uh, way of illustrating that there are some crazy ideas uh, out and about when it comes to tobacco. My, my father was a, a two-pack-a-day smoker of uh, filterless cigarettes. He used to smoke Goldwell's Blondes uh, or, or even Camel Plain, I remember, at one stage. And the... The point I'm trying to get to here is I remember a doctor once upon a time saying to him, well, they both puffed a cigarette. Uh, Mr. Bauer, it's, it's fine. The cilia within your nose won't get paralyzed if you manage to smoke less than seven cigarettes a day. I mean, I look back on that and, and hogwash is a generous definition of, of what that was. And I mean, when it comes to not only smoking, but anything nowadays, you need to be, be very, very careful of not becoming a victim of fake news. So, uh, a very interesting point. I mean, the the whole um, the whole anti the whole pro tobacco lobby, which was really funded by the tobacco industry, and I think if one remembers back to Mad Men, that uh, that TV series, which dealt with advertising, I mean, these companies, uh, big tobacco uh, companies, hired the, the the top ad agencies to promote smoking, and they even. Um, there were even ads back in the 50s and 60s which sort of claimed that doctors uh, promoted smoking and said it was good for you, good for your asthma, good for your general well-being. Um, so there was, a, there was a, a, a very strong push against the movement to stop tobacco smoking. And that continues today. I mean, I'm, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but, you know, one has to understand that I think a lot of the media hype that one is getting around freedoms and liberties, etc., um, you know, may well be uh, stoked or funded by people with vested interests. So one has to be cautious of that. I mean, cigarette smoking without doubt is a bad idea. Um, any 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 addiction is just, you know, generally not good for uh, the individual or for the society. And one has to weigh up the ethics of the individual right and the societal rights. And those are difficult questions, but I, I mean, I do, as a libertarian, believe that people have the right to make choices. And um, if it's their informed choice and they feel they're in control of what they're doing, well and good. But I think when it comes to addiction, it often becomes beyond a personal choice and becomes a, a drive that you can't control. And I think people need to look deep in their hearts and ask themselves, you know, is this something that I really want to do to myself? Um, is this not a good time to reconsider my smoking? It is damn difficult to get a cigarette right now. Mm. It's costing me a fortune. Maybe I need to look at cutting back or really, um, you know, thinking of stopping and seeing how I get, get along with that. With that. But it, 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 it's, a, it's a complex uh, choice. But... From a medical point of view, we would love people to cut back or stop smoking. I mean, I think it would make a huge difference mm. to spend Dr. on healthcare. Dr. Eads, before we, we say goodbye, we've got a, a voice note that we'll end the conversation with here. One of our listeners uh, uh, pouring scorn over Mia's assertion that she wants to die happy with her cigarettes. But uh, I've heard plenty stories about uh, people putting the cigarettes down, but then lifting up the joints, smoking Zol in the place of tobacco. 
And I'm supposing that's also equally harmful to your health. Anything that you put into your lungs in the form of smoke is going to have severe health implications. Or is the yep. jury still out on that one? I know that, you know, no, for instance, marijuana marijuana has been used in cancer treatment. Yeah, it, it's not it's not used in mainstream cancer treatment as a treatment. It's used as a, you know possibly to help some of the side effects of of the disease and the treatment. But it, it, it in itself has not been proven to to be good for cancer. And in fact, um, there are certain cancers that seem to be uh, driven by by marijuana dacha. Um, most most uh, dacha cigarettes are mixed with tobacco. Um, most of them have poor or no filters, unlike most cigarettes. <clears throat> so there's no there's no filtration of all the particles that go into your into your mouth and your lungs. Um, there's a lot of heat at the end of a of a, 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 a dacha cigarette, which burns the lips, and that lip cancer is, is not uncommon um, from the direct heat of cigarettes or unfiltered cigarettes or or, or joints. Um, and marijuana itself uh, produces certain substances that are once burnt are, will cause damage to uh, to the the areas where, where where the tobacco reaches. So definitely not a good idea. Um, the other thing I think which the uh, uh, the honourable uh, minister Glani uh, uh, Zuma tried to point out is that they often shared. They shared from you know, from mouth to mouth, um, one gets the sort of sticky, wet uh, cigarette end and uh, what a good way of passing around a virus. Um, so there are a number of reasons that uh, that's a problem. It is freely available, as we know. Um, it's health benefits, I think, um, possibly some, but I think there might be, uh, once again, they're lobby groups. Indeed. interests and I think one needs to take all of this quite carefully and look at the science. Dr. David Eads, what a fantastic conversation that we've had for the past 15-20 minutes about the uh, anti-tobacco lobby and tobacco lobbyists as well. Find out more on Icon, Icon Oncology, iconsa.co.za. That's Dr. David Eads, Clinical Oncology Advisor at Icon Oncology. We've got a voice note for you, but not before we get anonymous saying, Smoking is my comfort. I was addicted to prescription drugs, lived a life on Prozac and all kinds of antidepressants. Now my drug of choice is cigarettes.